Hey guys, it's Josh. If you've ever wanted to run crazy dungeons like these at home, but you don't want to go to all the trouble of doing the work yourself, check us out on patreon.com slash goblinsgrowlers at the $15 level, and you'll find such lovely things as custom monsters, custom traps, and custom items to throw in your own dungeons at home. Thanks so much. Fat Hands Toothman. <laughs> oh god, not Fat Hands Toothman. Sounds like an Alex name. It's not. It's actually a Brandon name. And every time he says it, I lose my sh What was that again? Your shorts. <laughs> fat Where'd hands toothman. <laughs> Well, this is a great start. Yeah. <laughs> we lost Alex. We haven't even. This is a very anything. efficient recording session. <laughs> this is Quid Pro Roll, a fantasy live play adventure where a party of unlikely heroes embark on a quest to bring dragons back to their world. All right. So last time. Wait. Last time? That's kind of weird. Like, we're segmenting our lives into a. Uh, our lungs. What? I'm more confused as to how you pulled out your journal for things that happened yesterday. Well, just just tell us about like the past couple of days, because it's been a big couple of days. Well, there you was have a child now. There was a rock slide and a, a wyvern. Then we met an old dwarf named Finnegan, and we found his home in the mountains. Uh, there was something about a deal with a demon, and we saw some red eyes out the window. And uh, I introduced the party to jam omelets. <laughs> I forgot about that. So then uh, we, we left Finnegan's place, headed down the trail, and we chose to go up a high path. We found an ogre, and we found a child, and then we went to sleep in a gazebo. It's called a resting nest. It's actually like a, there's actually like a name for it. It's I a thought hey, it was a bodega. Hey, it'd be cool. It's a bodega. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you guys wake up in the resting nest, feeling incredibly refreshed. Actually, the pillows and mats and you know blankets and stuff that you all nested in were very supportive and comfortable and warm, like to the point that when you get out of the resting nest, you're like, oh, it's significantly colder than I thought it would be. It must be Virginia. <laughs> oh, it's too real. Uh, Maheni is already, like, up with her stuff altogether. The small child that you guys picked up from the, uh, what you assume to be the eaten cage of the, of the ogre is already kind of, like, up and looking around uncomfortably because he's not entirely certain whether or not you guys are going to leave him behind. <laughs> uh, no, not Fat Hands Toothman. Oh. Oh, God. Oh, it's just a dream. You all right there, buddy? You had a bad dream? I had a... had a nightmare. <laughs> there was this guy. He had these massive hands. <laughs> and he was trying to get at my teeth. Did he have buck teeth himself? He did. Wait, have you had this dream? It's like injured cold, man. He's in everybody's oh, mind. Oh, God. Guys, is Fat Hand's Toothman going to be like our version of like the Babadook? I was thinking Candyman, you know? Yeah. No, don't say that too often. <laughs> Fat Hand's Toothman. Fat Hand's Toothman. <laughs> I won't say and it a he, third time. And he jumps out of the mirror and steals your teeth. No, he jumps out of a, like a dental mirror. No, oh, oh, that's so much worse. <laughs> and he's tiny. He's yeah. the size he's of a dental mirror. <laughs> but he's got hands like Mickey Mouse. Mm -hmm. Well, that's... He's only that small because he cast Reduce on himself. Once that wears off, like, oh. So there's a kid ready. walking around? I mean, he's kind of hanging out by right. the by the resting nest. Hey, champ, you got a name? 
He kind of like looks at you and shrugs. I proffer my fist in a bump kind of offer. He happily bumps your fist with his fist. All right. It's like, hey, man, you want something to eat? He nods. Okay. Uh, I rummage in my pack and I get him uh, some rations. He he excitedly noms on your okay. generalized, vague <laughs> rations. Yeah. Um, how about it's some spicy jerky? It, it, delicious spicy jerky. Yeah. How'd you how'd you come to be in that Eaton cage? Maybe maybe don't call it the Eaton cage to the <laughs> child that was kept in the Eaton cage. He's got to learn how the world works at some point. He kind of like stares off into the middle distance and then just shrugs half-heartedly and continues eating the jerky. Come on, man. You can tell old Gravy Boat. We got to figure out if somebody put you there that wasn't that that guy. We got to go after him. Maheni kind of like arcs her eyebrow. Can he even talk? Hey, man, can you talk? The kid just kind of shrugs. Like, do you have the ability to speak or are you just not talking to me? Blink once <laughs> if you can talk. Blink twice if you can't. The kid um, just kind of non-committally shrugs and keeps eating the jerky. I gesture at the child and use message to ask the child, can you talk? Can you hear us? Or, oh, well, I know you can hear us, but uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. That was kind of a, a dumb question, but... um, He's just well, been guessing this whole time, and he's just really lucky. Can you speak, or are you uh, mute? The only sound that you receive back is static. Huh. Can I cast um, Charm Person on this kid? Yes? To make him more... I was going to say pliable, but I, I'm going to say willing to talk. Uh, <laughs> maybe don't do that. I'm trying to make him a friendly acquaintance. He is a friendly acquaintance. He's very grateful you guys saved him. He's just not talking to you. What if I give him a pad and paper? Solonar. You think this Solonar. kid's literate? He can draw. Do you have any experience with the, the spell message? A little. Well, I tried messaging the, the child, but in response it was... Kind of a strange static. Usually, I don't. I don't know that much about message. Huh. I mean, like I. I hardly know how to use it myself. I've used it for one thing that you so graciously pointed out was definitely cheating. Well, it was cheating. That's for sure. Right, but you didn't have to point it out. Hey, kid, you got a name. So the child looks at you mm -hmm. and just kind of non-committally shrugs. All right. Well, I, my name's Boat, so I'm going to call you Sloop. Sloop? Yeah. Like a little boat, but also just one liner off of soup. I think we know how Boat really feels. He's trying to replace Eek. I don't know if I'm for naming the child. The child presumably has a name. He won't share it. we got to call him something other than child or it. At the point that he gets tired of being called Hey You and or The Kid, he'll give us a name. From a tactical perspective, it's better for everybody to have a unique identifier so there's no confusion in battle. How many other children are traveling with us, Boat? Also, why are we bringing this Hello. child into battle? <laughs> <laughs> good morning, everyone. <laughs> oh, good morning, Mr. Johannes. How's it going? We're, um, everyone is trying to name the child. Oh, no. I Almost no one is trying to name the child. The one person trying to name the child is Boat. That's the only person. What if he has a name? Most kids have names. That's kind of my point. I don't know if he knows his name. Can he I? keeps shrugging when we ask. Can I roll Arcana to see if I know anything of why this child won't be able to respond telepathically? Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh. 
That's a nine. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> barely restrained glee. Um, you think that magic could potentially be involved, but you're not sure. Bodle roll an arcana check. Yeah, I'm sure he's better under, at it than under the under what? Nat twenty. Yeah. Are you entirely serious? <laughs> I still, but Boat doesn't was, know magic. I was yeah, going to say under See? what pretense? That, that's like okay. Yeah. <laughs> Did you just not, not just hear me be like, I want to cast charm person on him? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so I too agree shenanigans, but a nat twenty is a nat twenty, and I did allow Here, one person me, to roll Arcana. Let me let me justify this. Boat is still sort of becoming aware of his bard spell abilities, and he hasn't really learned how to focus everything. So he looks at the kid, and he tries to determine if there's something magic, and he just very briefly sort of taps into some like raw energy that he doesn't really understand and can't focus, but he's at least aware that it's there. That's not how Arcana works. That's you know, how- some WWE raw energy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Damn it, Josh! <laughs> but no, that's... Oh, Josh that's, just gave you the chair. That's that's not how Arcana works. Yeah, I I'm mean, just, I'm just trying to help you out here with the narrative justification for this. I mean, I could have just said that Boat has heard about it from somewhere. Okay. Which is what I was gonna do, but no, we have to get... Oh, the cosmic yeah. energy flows yeah. into Boat's Hand me my meat. cowboy hat. I want to get into character more. <laughs> His brain meat is now filled with cosmos. We're made of star stuff. <laughs> so sure, we'll go with that explanation, despite the fact that that's not how that role works. Whatever. Um, you are aware that there are several kinds of binding spells that mm-hmm. use a humanoid as a or any kind of like living creature mm-hmm. as a source of a prison, mm-hmm. and that is frequently something that cuts off some of their base abilities. So the kid's a prison battery. Maybe. All right. I gave you a lot of information. Yeah. Before we move forward. Uh, picture of the team inspirational lettering below it we're made of star stuff <laughs> just want to throw that out there and boats cosplaying as carl sagan who does alita get marie curie uh andrean okay i'll go with that yeah, work. boat knows this information now mm-hmm. yeah boat knows baseball boat knows football boat knows arcana <laughs> Um, I relay this information. Guys, there's some sort of, like, web of spells on this kid that he's some sort of source for something. Like, there's binding spells all over him, I think. Are any of y'all knowledgeable in dispelling magic? Not at all. I barely know what I'm talking about right <laughs> now. It's almost as if, uh, through a series of random chance, I happen to know this <laughs> one specific piece of information. So if the kid is, like... Got all kinds of binding spells on him. I don't know. Does does anyone know that much about ogres, Mahani? Hmm. Do I know much about ogres? Yes. They're not magically adept. That was kind of my inclination, given, well, the general state of things inside that cave. Ogres are not good at anything except being gross and smelly. Well, I mean, being that large, I presume they're good at lifting things and crushing things, which is part of why I wanted to get out of there as quickly as I did. Actually, also, uh, ogres, they create an interesting kind of biome within their, their cave homes that's perfect for the growth of red cap mushrooms like the ones I found here. Yeah, um, we, we did not spend any time poking around inside that cave other than finding the kid, getting the kid out. And there was a little bit of gold. And these mushrooms. And those mushrooms. They're really, really quite nice. They're the real gold in that cave. 
Well, I'd absolutely agree. I'm 100% later in this game going to give Koza a, like, small pig companion so that that, can, that pig can root out <laughs> truffles. Wait, no, name a, the pig Truffle get... so we can have Snuffles and Truffles. Oh, <laughs> done, done. He can, he, can he have a familiar, Koza? No, that's a wizard spell. <laughs> snuffles so, and Truffles and Felix. I do have the feet that uh, ma- magic mage in a shit, so if our benevolent DM were to allow me to find a scroll with a fine familiar on it, it would be a possibility for me to have a familiar. So with ogres not really being magical in of themselves, I feel like it's likely that something else was working with the kid. But if the kid is, like, magically bound, then maybe he can't answer questions. Yeah, like, I'm still, yeah, I'm still getting used to this magic business. I don't know if any of you have any ways of breaking these spells off of this kid, or we got to just take him to the next town, hope we can find some wizard. I'm sorry, you said the spell was like a binding. Yeah, that's that's sort of how I understand it, but my understanding is admittedly limited in these matters. Then why do we want to break it? I mean, it just seems really cruel if the kid's being prevented from talking for some reason. There are hundreds of people in this world who don't talk and live full lives. The same cannot be said if there is a demon or something bound inside of him that will rip three and kill everyone. I mean, you seem it seems to me that you're just sort of jumping to the worst possible conclusion there. If something was bound into a child, that is the kind of thing that is done as a last resort. Can we, like, like take a swab from inside his mouth and send it somewhere and find out if he's got, like, a demon infestation or something? Is there, no, like, a Brandon, test we can run? No, Brandon, that's not a thing you can do. Is this, I don't know who you're talking to, because <laughs> my name is Gravy Boat Barnes, but... <laughs> like, <laughs> the clouds part. Yeah. My face appears, and I go, no, Brandon, and then I close the clouds. Is this, like, I'm just saying, is there, like, a who test we can figure out? Brandon? <laughs> Look, I've got protection from evil I can put on him. Would that work if the evil's inside of him? Would he just blow up? <laughs> <laughs> Would he turn inside out? I'm curious about this. I'm going to admit. Oh my god! Do not turn. Do not put experience on the child. I mean, I'm just saying. You can be curious and How? not be a sadist. I do not believe that he'd blow up. Protection from evil is a pure spell that was bestowed upon me by soon after twelve hours of meditation, broken by only seventeen periods for snacks. <laughs> God, Johannes is delightful. Johannes, you are a paladin, right? Do you feel any evil presence from this child? You know, that's a great question. He's trying to not, open his third eye. Do not feed. <laughs> <laughs> It'll let him taste sour again. Yeah. Uh, okay, stop making those faces. You're killing me here. Um, you do not sense evil within the child. Like, the kid himself does not seem evil. Uh, yeah, I know that. He's a good kid. You well, can't feel anything else. I'm going to put protection from evil on him. That way, if there is any evil, it'll be expelled right out. I boop him. <laughs> oh, that's delightful. Uh, from the place where you booped his snoot, uh, a golden halo of light sort of begins to cover his body. He shimmers for a moment, and then it dies down, leaving only sort of a faint glow to his skin. Nothing happens otherwise. I mean, he looks pretty protected from evil. It smells pretty protected from evil. Why are you smelling the kid? He just doesn't smell weird, is what I'm saying. It's a nice shimmering effect. It produces a smell of elderberries. Sure, why not? Alita, what do you think? Do you have any experience with binding spells? Does the amulet have any experience with binding spells? I can ask it. Uh, I'll be right back. She kind of like shuffles off to the corner and like looks and like starts 
jabbering with the pendant. She looks over her shoulders and she's like, precious. <laughs> now, now imagine like every time, you know when you look down, you're looking down at your phone, your phone and you actually turn on the camera and this like face looks back at you that's like the worst face ever. I imagine that's what the the mirror sees every uh, time. No, because whenever she's, it's on a really long chain, so whenever she's holding it, it's like this. Yeah, but I'm just So it's like, it's like FaceTiming kind of deal. She's FaceTiming the spirits. She kind of comes back. So binding rituals are a pretty good way to deal with really, really big threats that we might not be able to tackle on our own. But unfortunately, that's not really something a lot of dragon priests or priestesses do. We're good at wards. We're good at sanctifying areas. But we're not good at putting scary things in things that are less scary. Oh, we should go back to Worf, the guy who killed all the goblins. He probably knows how to get rid of a, of a binding thing. I wouldn't be surprised if he was partially responsible for this. Well, then he'll definitely know. Then we can get this this uh, taken care of. Maheni kind of points at Johannes with an expression of, someone please translate what I said. It's fine. If you ignore it long enough, it goes away. That is not how I've dealt with problems ever in my life. It comes in handy. Uh, anyway, I think ultimately we need to just keep pressing on. And at this point, I feel like the kid comes with us and we'll try and figure it out on the way. To Odra, you mean? Yes. That is what I meant. Johannes, there's a very real possibility that Worf is the one who made the child bound in the first place and wouldn't want to break it because he made the child bound for bad reasons. So perhaps this would be a, a controversial opinion, but... What if we took this child to Finnegan's and had him stay there until we return? F- Finnegan's the one we're talking about. Finnegan's absolutely the one we're talking about. Oh. The warlock. Oh, I wrote down that the wrong name. That was a dwarf? The... Yeah. Oh. So a wharf. Wow. So if you guys had just used the actual name. Well, <laughs> oh, I thought that was his name. This wouldn't have happened and we wouldn't be here. I mean, right well, don't we have to go back past the cave if we do that? That is also correct. When, when talking to Johannes, I find it best to use whatever name he is assigned to whichever person, because then there's less confusion. Oh. As you all are going back and forth, you feel a slight tremor in the ground underneath your feet. Well, time to go. <laughs> a rhythmic tremor. Mm. Very much time to go right now. Yes, please. But the ground's dancing. Hello. We'll do a dance together. <laughs> That's so delightful. Can I roll perception? Absolutely, you can. You guys remember how we left an angry ogre behind us? Do we think maybe we'd like to go so that we don't get caught up by an angry ogre? That's going to be an unnatural 20. Remember how there was a big ogre that you guys left behind in a cave? Where? I mean, I was just saying something to that effect, I feel like. <laughs> you remember that, Chapman? Why are you guys waiting around? Yes. We're supposed to dance with the ground. Come on. Uh, Johannes, that means something very large is coming and that we probably should leave before it gets here. So, I'll pick up Johannes and throw him on the cart. How fast what? does it feel like this ogre is coming from the rhythm? Boom, 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 boom. But, I All mean, aboard the cart, let's go. Does this boom. ogre have little, like, stubby legs? So these boom, boom, booms are, like... No. Pretty slow, or are these like ogres are pretty big, man. Yeah, so they've got yeah. like. So we're loading up the cart and we're getting the hell out. Is what we're doing right now. So you guys are gonna head towards Odra. Yes. Yeah. Who is driving the cart? I'll drive the cart. I'm going to have you roll a dexterity check, and yes, it will count as a save, so you can add any bonuses. Yeah. Is it also uh, raining, and then there's some lightning, and we're in a park, and this booming's getting closer, and there's an object in the mirror, and it's close to the seam, and Johannes is on the back, like, oh no, must go faster, must go faster. 
Is a nine gonna get me anywhere? Um, so what's going to happen is not what was just described, but as you guys are going around the corner, the area is going to is going to go on a steep incline and get really, really rocky and difficult to navigate. Uh, you're going to be able to keep it uh, the cart upright, but it's going to start getting out of control. Snuffles is going to start running just so that she doesn't fall, mm-hmm. but eventually the cart itself is going to tip off of her and spill everything. <laughs> Snuffles will start keep running for a little bit, dragging the cart, but then she's going to realize that the wheels really helped and kind of stop. But everyone is thrown from the cart. Everybody roll dexterity saving throws to see how you do on that one. Do I have to roll another one? Yes, because that was the one you did was to keep the cart going. Mm-hmm. 13. 6. 14. 5. All right, everybody is on the ground and prone. By the time the ogre gets to the corner and the turn that you guys just passed through, looks around, sees you, and smiles, revealing that he only has, like, five teeth. Oh, he's not a toothman. <laughs> he's decidedly not a toothman. But he's got huge hands. Look at those mitts. Yeah, he's got some big hands. Also, everyone roll initiative. Koza, Maheni, Boat, Alita, Solinar, and then the Ogre, because he got a one. Awesome. Wow. More like Doga. No. All right, Johannes, you are up, my guy. If it's a Doga, maybe we can bring it to um, Warren's husband. What was Warren's husband's name? Connell. Yeah. Real quick, uh, can you lay out the scene for us? Is the ogre close? Far so the ogre the has just turned the corner. You all are on a steep incline with the ogre uphill from you. There are lots of boulders and rocks that could very easily become dislodged. So be very careful to not create too much per- percussive tremor in the ground, or you will absolutely dislodge them. It could cause problems for your party. All of you are currently prone because you've been knocked out of the cart, and you're all spread out pretty far. The ogre is maybe about 80 feet away from you. Uh, Johannes is going to roll behind a stone and hide behind it and look back at everyone and be like, if you don't move, it can't see you. Koza? So is this ogre coming down like a steep, steep slope? Yeah. And is it kind of a dirt-covered slope? Do I, do I not roll a high check? Is that no, a... I'm, I'm, I'm giving you this one. Oh, thank you. Is it sort of a, a dirt-covered slope? More gravelly, but yeah. Okay. Um, so what I want to do is cast Great Water and create water right where this ogre is about to step, hopefully turning it into a like slick, kind of muddy place to step. So maybe he'll, this ogre will have to do a dexterity saving throw. I'm sorry. You're trying to Three Stooges pratfall the ogre? Don't pretend yes, like it doesn't absolutely. work every time we do it. Sure. Um, I'll have it. What would the saving throw be for that? Dex. Do you well, uh, yes, but like what number is my question? Mm, do you have I mean, a bar of soap for this that you can line up? So I'm seeing a 16. It's going to be a 15. He has a minus one for Dex. Uh, either way, I think that beats my... Yeah, he's going to just kind of like stomp into the mud. Oh, However, it is going to cause one of the boulders to become dislodged and roll. I want Boat and Maheni to both roll saving throws. Awesome. Dexterity to get out of the way. 20. 
12. Yeah, Manny's fine. Uh, you are fine, and you get you get to dodge out of the way. Fantastic. No, don't move. All right. Mahenny is going to jump behind a boulder with her back to it and kind of hold her turn. Uh, Boat, you're up. How far am I from uh, the cart at this point? The cart, you're maybe, it's like maybe 90 to 100 feet away behind you. Okay. Um, so Assuming I'm, you've turned to look at the ogre. Yeah, I'm, I'm got my eyes on the prize. Uh, is he coming toward me? Like what's he's he coming towards your group. You okay. don't know who he's targeting. Okay, but he's not like beelining directly for me. No, sir. All right. Um, I'm gonna get up and use the remainder of my movement to run to the cart because I want to cut Snuffles free, uh, just in case. Okay. Very charming. Are mm-hmm. you are you dashing? How far does that get you? Uh, dashing. Let's see. What's my movement? My speed's thirty. So if I'm using half of that to get up, I guess I could dash another thirty since I would only have fifteen left. All right, Solinar. Solinar stands up, pulls attention from his hip, points attention at the ogre, and then with his other hand, he draws a finger across his throat. And that's true strike. <sighs> the ogre is going to see this very intense display of look at me and look at how great I am, and he's going to charge Solinar. I mean, Solinar is pretty great. He's going to... Pull a, he's going to pull a great club from his loincloth and swing it at Solinar. Well, that's a great club you got there. Solinar is going to very easily dodge out of the way of this this ogre. Sucks to suck, nerd. Johannes, you're up. Okay. I, I've seen this before. Koza. Uh, yes. Take this end of the rope. Oh, oh, um, okay. I'm running it around his feet. Oh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. Are we doing the battle at Hoff? Uh, I believe what uh, Johannes just did is referred to as release tow cable. Roll dexterity, Johannes. Roll assist, Koza. Oh, hell yeah. 15. 20. Nat 20 over here. The ogre is going to fall prone. Yeah. Dun, 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 okay, Koza, now pull it dun, tight. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, okay. Yeah. Anything else, Johannes? Let's hog tie him. <laughs> I don't know if you can do that. Cut one. him open. He may smell bad, but he'll keep you warm, kid. <laughs> You'll survive the winter day at night. Koza, Co- you're you're up. Um. Okay. So. Um. Um. Okay. So this ogre's it's it's on the ground. How about any gestures and some um some spores kind of come out of the little pouch he keeps around his neck, and they float towards this ogre's eyes. As I cast um, blindness, Jeebus! I don't want a fungal infection of the eyes. That's really dark. Oh, don't be an ogre. I can't help what I am. <laughs> Exceeds it. He's able to close his eyes, hmm. and he blows. <laughs> and all the sports just kind of like. Nyaw! Every time I turn, you get a little bit closer. Close your eyes. That's not close your eyes. These lyrics are also yeah. I was about to say you're not. Those are not the lyrics. So whose turn is it? Uh, It's uh, Mahenny's. Mahenny's gonna miss. Oh wait, she has advantage because he's prone. Boat, you're up. Mahenny missed. Um, I'm gonna keep running to the cart so I can cut Snuffles free. All right. I'm dashing. I will allow you to make it at this point. All right, and I'm gonna unhitch with my bonus action. Unhitched Snuffles. Snuffles is unhitched. Okay. She is a single pony. I encourage her to run away in case this turns sour. I'm drawing a pony dating network. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
Snuffles is going to make an affirmative whinny noise, paw at the ground, and then turn to the ogre with a look of defiance in her eyes. I forgot Snuffles had the bloodlust. <laughs> How can you forget? Can I ride Snuffles into battle? <laughs> no, she's an independent pony. Can I ask her? She's not sure if she's comfortable with that in y'all's She doesn't vote for either party, but votes based on the... Can I roll persuasion? Don't... All right, now it's just getting weird. Now it's just like... I'm not casting charm on her. Yet. Alina's going to thwack it real hard with her mace. How sound is Alina? No, she's going to take her mace, run up, and swing it at this ogre's head. It's going to make a satisfying, crunchy, wet noise. Have fun with that sound guy. Well, thank you. That's infinitely more convenient. Now you can roll on the book instead of trying to roll in the book with your phone as a wedge. I just didn't want anybody to see what My I was doing. My favorite rolling. thing about this is Darth Roblo. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who don't have the visual, oh, here, on give this. me a second. I'm putting it on the Instagram. Yeah. Every uh, time I see this thing, I'm like, it's Darth <laughs> Rob Lowe. For those of you who are listening, first of all, there will be an Instagram an, an Instagram post that will go along with this of the thing we're talking about. But for context, uh, Josh's DM screen is a Star Wars DM screen. And it's got Sith Seaborn on it. And I'm I'm sorry, I'm I'm looking at what's a what's a gaffy stick? Oh. I, I, why is everyone doing this thing? Because you asked the question. Yeah. That's I, the only answer. The only answer is in, to pump your arms up and down. In my world, the sand people sound like um, everybody loves Raymond. <laughs> I don't like this world. <laughs> Guys, this is, this is why I'm a Lord of the Rings person and not a Star Wars person. Anyway, um, Solinar, you're up. With advantage. Oh, that's still so bad. Uh, 13? Do I get double advantage from a true strike? No, you're able to hit. What? Yeah. Okay. You know Ogre's armor class is only like 11, right? I do now. Also, the dude's wearing a loincloth and is on the ground. Oh what defense does he have? A really thick hide and you're life experience? You're stabbing a very large naked thing on the ground. Well... I hit him for 18 piercing damage. Good Christ. I rolled three fives. All right, that does some damage. Uh, the ogre is going to get up, and he is going to swipe his hand at Solinar in an attempt to grab him. Solinar, I'm going to need you to do a dexterity saving throw. Nat 20. Oh, yeah, you backflip out of the way. Not today, you big old greasy slime ball. <laughs> Not Yo- today, Satan. <laughs> Johannes, you're up. Well, he has he gotten up... Yes, he's I'm, up. I'm sorry, I got distracted by Darth Roblo. <laughs> no, you're great. He, uh, he, he stand up. Yeah, so, but he's still kind of tangled in the rope. Yeah. I'm going to pull it again. <laughs> One of these times he's going to hit his head on a rock. <laughs> I don't know what I'm rolling. Um, I'm going to have you roll dex. Nine. Okay, he's going to fall again. Ah, did he hit his head on a rock? He did not. I've got this rock. <laughs> All right. Take this, your head. Are you gonna throw a rock at him? What does, what does a rock? What damage does rock do? Lobster damage. Well, if you that ask, that wasn't even funny. That was just dumb. If you ask moms in the fifties, it's really a source of degeneracy, and you know. Oh yeah. All right, Johannes. Rock damage. Johannes runs up. He takes a rock and he goes, "Hit your head on this," and hits him in the head with that rock. 
right? What what damage does a rock do? Do we have do we have stats for rock? Yeah, lobster damage, but you tell me, is it a mace? But remember, it wasn't a rock. I'll it let was you roll, a rock lobster. I'll let you roll a d6 plus your strength modifier. Nine. I'm assuming you mean total, and you didn't somehow get a nine out of a d6. Total. He was looking at it upside down. Yeah, it says nine. <laughs> All right. Uh, the blood pouring into the ogre's eyes has blinded him. Oh, you don't need spores. You can just use blood. <laughs> a second level spell is worse than just hitting them with a rock. <laughs> well, if your strength score is high enough. All right, Koza, you're up. Koza, use this rock. It's very effective. <laughs> For the record, I'm assuming it's a large rock. Like, I don't, I don't assume you took like just like it's a Kirk, hand-sized rock. It's Kirk rock. fighting the Gorn. Yeah, that's what I actually sort of imagined. <laughs> Making a lot of sci-fi references for this fantasy podcast. Well, see, Josh, this is why we needed that sci-fi fantasy channel on the Discord. On the Goblins and Growlers Discord. Get on to the Goblins and Growlers Discord. Uh, Goblinsandgrowlers.com slash Discord for an invite link. Also, like, we're on there, guys. No, we want them to come. Oh, rude. (laughs) Guys, also, isn't there, like, actually a QPR? Discord on the Goblins and Growlers? There's a, there's a QPR channel on the Goblins and Growlers Discord where you can sometimes find weekly events where we do re-listening and discussion of the old episodes. Actually, we don't even do that. Like, one of our fans does that, and she's, like, cool for it. She's super dope. But we're also, like, there for those because we really enjoy them. Like well, yeah. All right. So Koza is going to grab his quarterstaff that luckily landed nearby after the cart flipped. Of course. And it's going to sort of um, hum with a little, like, bit of sort of magical energy. Um, mm. And Koza's going to bring this quarterstaff down on the ogre's head. You going to get to thwacking? Going to thwack him. That's going to be a... It's like a 24. I'm going to tell it's you, you're, you're 22. fine. You, you hit. His AC is 11, Chapman. You're good. Oh, God, you're rolling so many dice. Chapman's getting out his abacus. <laughs> yeah. And then proficiency bonus, too, on top of that? Not for damage. Not, right, okay. So, Guys, I don't know the rules to D&D. How does one D&D anyway? I know how to dragons. I'm not sure if I know how to dungeons as well. I mean, I know how to dungeons. Not sure about dragons. I know how to and. Arguably the most useful skill for what we're doing right now. <laughs> yes. So what's the total damage? Uh, seven damage. Cool. Maheni's turn is up. She is going to try and dive bomb this thing. She succeeds. And it's gone. It's done. That was... She didn't do a whole lot until the very end. She was waiting for everybody else to soften it up. Yeah. I'm sorry. You said Maheni is going to dive bomb this thing. So I'm picturing her doing like a superhero landing on its throat. She cl- That's not terribly inaccurate. Yeah. She screeched like a bird as she was doing it. She did not screech. She like climbed a bird. up the top turnbuckle <laughs> Wait, and just did a flying elbow. She, she ju- jumped up. What is her weapon of choice? Uh, she doesn't have one. Her fists, and <laughs> yeah. she holds them up. The sun glints off them as she lets out an eerie bird cacaw. And she comes straight down on the throat. Yeah, none of that happens uh, with the bird cacaw. Like yes, but not with the bird cacaw. See, I was thinking she jumps like 30 feet in the air and then does like a sick flip and then just comes down like full speed with like one fist forward Superman style. Letting out a nice No, I was thinking she sounded more like Sam the Eagle. So I was thinking thinking this was one of those garbage anime where the uh, 
characters are actually like fighter planes from World War II. Oh, yeah. And um, so I thought when he just transformed into like a literal dive bomber and flew up into the air and then dropped a um, 100 kilogram bomb onto uh, this ogre. And as it's coming down, it's like, I'm I'm sorry. Did you say a 100 kilogram bomb? Yes. You know that bomb explosiveness is weighed in kilotons, right? Um, <laughs> no, you can have kilogram it's bombs. It's a really it's small bomb. It's like a the bullet. The weight of the bomb? <laughs> it's like a hollow point bullet. It was bullet. a bullet the whole time. <laughs> that would be... Uh, guys. Well, kilograms guys, is very much weight. Literally none of that happens. She oh. climbed up the rock that she was hiding behind, jumped onto it, and like... She drill, did the rock bottom on him. She drill kicked him in the neck. Oh, I thought, she, I thought she dropped the elbow on him. No, drill kicked. Stop looking at me like you all are disappointed. <laughs> Y'all killed an ogre. Stop. Do- oh, God, that actually works when it's sound guy. It doesn't work when it's any of you four, but it does work when it's sound guy. <laughs> will the sound effect of the knee hitting it be more fun to do? It will? All right, cool. Maheni's knee is then going to hit it instead of her foot for a drill kick, because if sound guy will have fun doing the sound, I will let him know. So, the ogre has uh, collapsed, and he, he was actually collapsed for most of the fight, and you guys just sort of ran up and is he kicked dead? him to death. Good job. Yeah. His throat is no longer inside of his body. Good job knocking that ogre down, Johannes. Man, I got I got a serious stab in Here, there. Here, we'll talk in a second. Where's, where's the, where's the uh, jam sandwich? Uh, Snuffles kind of whinnies and paws at the ground. You see that the kid has been hiding behind her. Oh, behind Snuffles. That's a great place. She's a, a throw-proven killer. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. The horse, the horse is a killer. She's a demon pony. She's slayed many a man. I like this horse. We were told that the horse wouldn't be allowed to compete, but we were pretty sure that that was for the good of everyone. That seems fair. Snuffles, like ne- horse. Snuffles never holds back. Snuffles goes for the kill immediately. She doesn't even understand how to use blunted weapons. Except her hooves. They're not blunt. <laughs> They're sharp as anything. Uh, Maheni is going to walk over and start pulling the cart back up. I'm going to go take the kid. Hey, you want to kick this thing? You can kick it. He walks up and kicks it really hard and then just kind of like winces because he didn't pull his toes back, so he kicked with his toes. Johannes, I mean, in, in martial arts, that's bad. Oh, is it? Johannes yes. does the same thing, but I guess I'm wearing steel boots. Yeah, you're fine. A quick question. Did I give everybody 80 gold at one point? Because I still have 400 gold written down on my character sheet. And I feel like that's because I sold the dragon bits to Churl. Dragon bits, dragon bits. Solonar's going to be like, you know, as I'm thinking about looting this ogre, um, I should make sure that all of you get your share from when I sold all the dragon bits to Churl. So... Let's see, here's 80 from that, and then I've got another 8 from the Ogre Den. So you've got 88 gold coming your way. Quick question, does he give Koza some of that gold? Because Koza wasn't part of that. Hmm. Well, Koza definitely gets a share of the uh, Ogre Den money. Right. There's no question about that. Solonar is going to look at Koza and be like, did you... Did you help kill that dragon 
I don't remember. There was kind of a lot going on. Well, I think I cast a spell, but it didn't work out. Mm. As usual. <laughs> no, I'll accept it. And Solonar hands over 88 gold for Koza as well. Solonar was like, did you provide an opportunity for me to try to do math again? I won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way I'm remathing this, all of this loot. Uh, and then, and then, having having divvied all of that up, Solonar's going to go ahead and um, let's see let's see if this ogre has any valuables on him. All right, you can roll. Though I don't know where you'd be looking. In his, In his stomach, hands. if need be. Gross. So uh, no, no, Brandon. <laughs> no. Johannes goes and he sets up the cart. Yeah, you help Mahani push it back mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yep, see it. There it is. Come on, buddy. Let me boost you up. Is that the it? Carter the kid? Both. <laughs> That's what we call is, Carter. I, was, I thought you were about to say buddy. Oh. Is that investigation for finding loot on uh, the ogre? I want to say no because of how excited you look, but I'll say yes. 23? Uh, yeah. So as you split open his odorous stomach. Oh, I thought he smelled bad on the outside. I'm glad you could get that in. You find a strange ball of what looked to be like several dozen necklaces that have been marked together to make this perfect orb. The necklaces themselves look to be like a silken cord and totem symbols. Do you show the party? It's like the size of a volleyball. Right. It's going to be kind of hard to conceal. But also, Solonar's going to pull it out and be like, ooh, gross. What is this? And then he's going to be, uh, for the next probably 30 seconds or so, just like, huzzah, huzzah. To clean it? Huzzah. So that he can get it clean, yes. All right, cool. And then once it's clean, I'll be like, so it's like, um, it's a bunch of necklaces. Hey, I know somebody who's a local. Hey, Mahani. Hmm? You know anything about these necklaces? I have no knowledge of this, but... I am not one to ascribe to things like this, but it gives me a really bad feeling. Well, that's that's always a good sign. You know, we we love to have a good, bad feeling around here. Sona, you stink. Yeah, let me spritz you some... Oh, my perfume. Oh, you're right. Well, here, I'll get myself. Huzzah. 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 I think you only need to do that once or twice. Huzzah. <laughs> That's going to be what he does now when he's irritated. He just prestidigicleans y'all. Mm-hmm. He still smells bad. Well, yeah, because we're still standing beside this cut-up ogre. If we wanted to stop smelling bad, we should probably move away from the grody corpse. Why was your first thought was to funny. cut it open to look for things? Because if it's eating a lot of people and it's not taking time to undress them, which, let's be honest, it's not, then there could be all kinds of stuff in there. Gold, jewels... Uh, armor, weapons. A terrifying necklace ball. I'm not sure you'd want armor from somebody who was eaten by an ogre. True, it didn't work out for them. I like the way you think, but I also don't like the way you think. Just because it didn't work out for them doesn't mean they're as good at all of this as I am. One man's trash is another man's slightly more digested trash. Well, now hold on. (laughs) Are we going to head to Odra soon? 
Yes, let's get back on the road now that we've yeah. killed the I have ogre. to find out what happened to my people. Actually, can I see that strange ball real quick? You most certainly may. Koza's going to cast uh, Detect Magic on it, or just Detect Magic to see. It lights up red. Oh, well, it's definitely magical. Sweet. Is it like, is it like healing magic, or? I really don't know. I forget, because Detect Magic does let you determine the school of magic. Is that how it works also in this world? Uh, unless I have actively diverted from the rules, <laughs> I keep them. So, yes, it is the school. Necromancy. Well, well actually, it, the aura seems to be sort of a, a necrom- necromatic aura. Oh, good. Let's settle this as quickly as possible. I want it the hell away from the party. Well, we don't have to take it, Solinar. It's worth who knows how much money. Maybe Moonzy wants it. Moonzy actively didn't even want the, the weird salt knife. Yeah, that's because the weird salt knife was weird and kind of gross. This is a very clearly cursed ball of dead people necklaces that you cut out of the stomach of an ogre. I will remind you that Moonzy has some sort of weird tiara that used to belong to some super powerful necromancer that he held in incredibly high esteem. He might be trying to complete the set. So is He needs all the accessories. Maybe this is part of that. <laughs> the TR doesn't go on the necklace ball. Is there like a loose, ne- uh, one of the necklaces maybe like a little more loose than the others? There is. Because as this conversation's going on, and since I'm holding it, I've sort of started to like absentmindedly like unwind Unravel the, the loose ball. one. <laughs> yes. Cool. Uh, roll dexterity real quick. That is going to be a 17. Cool. A jawbone falls out. Of the necklace? Of the of the ball. Once you've fully unraveled it, a ah, jawbone falls out. But, uh, now you just have a bunch uh, of necklaces and a jawbone. This is still glowing. Like, what's glowing um, with the aura now? Uh, it's all glowing, but significantly fainter. What about the jawbone? The jawbone also glows. I, I oh, kinda... also, it's not human. The teeth in the jawbone are very sharp. So I kind of unraveled this thing, and... Um, oh, uh, good. I... Good. I wasn't really thinking about it, so I hope this doesn't, you know. Um, oh, well, uh, there's a jaw inside of it. Good job on nodding it. Um, Good job. Hopefully you're not super. <laughs> <laughs> Why the delay? Hopefully you're not super cursed now. You know, because you can be cursed and then you could be super cursed. Yeah. Oh, actually, that's a good point. Johannes. It's me. What do you feel about this? Does it seem evil to you? Oh, absolutely. I was <laughs> sitting over here just trying not to, in the cart, just trying to not look at it. Does he get evil auras from it? He just told you he did. Well, I wasn't sure if that was like him or just... Trust the Johannes when he says the things about the evil and the good. Oh, it's very Unless evil. Unless it has anything to do with Trust dramatic the, dragons. The evil and the good and the glaven. <laughs> Nice lady! (laughs) (laughs) Unless it has anything to do with dragons, because he hasn't quite figured that one out yet. Well, otherwise, um, he's got really good instincts. All right, well, look, this isn't just my decision. These necklaces are potentially dangerous magical items. I don't plan on activating them, but I was thinking next time we see Moonzy, he'd probably be interested. Maybe we should walk in the cave. Maybe his shop has appeared inside the cave. What cave? The, the ogre cave? Yeah. We'd have to travel backwards for, like, what, half a day? I'm just saying. Can I roll nature to see if I can figure out what this jaw might be from? Mm-hmm. That's going to be a um, 16. It's a little too short to be a dragon because it's vaguely human-sized, 
but it has teeth very similar to something draconic or lizard-like. It's Eek from the future. Gravy Boat, they killed one of your ancestors. Boat takes off his hat, puts it over his heart. <laughs> a single tear goes down his, his left cheek. <laughs> that was the great-great-great-great-great-grandfather battleship boat. <laughs> no, it was uh, Galleon. Mm. Dingy. Uh, that, that was it. That cuts me on a personal level. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I did it. It was his great, great, great grandfather, Ham Galleon. Ham Galleon is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I like really that. Good. Uh, but yeah, Boat just stares, slightly crying. He's like, may the scales take you home, father. So m- my my opinion is uh, that thing is for sure evil. It's not an opinion, that's a fact. <laughs> but my opinion is that I would prefer it not uh, be used by somebody who uh, would intend it for harm, which also means I wouldn't be super comfortable with us just selling it to anyone. Someone like Moonzy I'd be more comfortable with, but uh, we probably shouldn't just leave it in the wild. Maybe put a rock on it and sink it somewhere. We could destroy them. Yeah, let's destroy them. I've had a couple of bad experiences with destroying magic items, making them explode. I don't know if that's normal or what. How many magic items have you destroyed? Three. Did they explode? One of them intentionally, so yes. Okay. Couldn't we maybe give this to somebody who can destroy it with a little more finesse than us throwing rocks on it? Hey, it's my preferred fighting style. (laughs) You all can decide what to do. I just think they should be destroyed. All right, here's what I'm thinking. We hold on to it. We keep it probably wrapped up so that no one's accidentally handling them. And then next time we meet someone like Moonzy or... I've I've got a magic mace that destroys things. You do well, but what if it explodes though? That's fine. I'll just do protection on myself. As you all are talking about this, the kid is kind of hopped out of the cart and is walking towards you guys and kind of looking around at the necklaces. Mm-hmm. He bends down, picks one up, and looks at it for a minute and then kind of looks at all of you. Hey, be careful with that. He opens his mouth and begin puts it puts the necklace into his mouth and swallows. Oh my god. <laughs> Um, He's gonna then walk over to one of the other necklaces. Um, 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 let's not let's not do well, that thing. That, that it's a good terrible thing we thing. had no opportunity to stop this, even though <laughs> I just boosted the kid up into the cart and was right next to him and would have stopped him from doing something like that. That's why I gave you the play-by-play. You could have stopped him. Do you want to rewind? I thought you were doing the play-by-play because you're the DM and no, you're making do- a thing happen. When I'm doing something <laughs> in that level of slow, oh. I'll tell you guys if you can't stop it, but I was doing it that slowly so you guys had the opportunity to stop uh, him. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not letting this kid go by these things that are clearly evil, and I'm about to destroy them. All right, so... So as you guys are having this conversation, the kid is going to hop out of the cart and start walking towards everyone. I've also hopped out of the cart, and I'm bringing my mace. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, time to, to start d- the smashing. Time to destroy I mean, these. I mean, what if they explode, though? Uh, you get everybody in the cart. Uh, I feel like we could make money on this, but I, I do see the point. They could be potentially very dangerous. The kid is going to walk up to one of the necklaces and pick it up and kind of look at it for a minute. Hey, no, I'm going to destroy that. that. Let me grab that and all of these. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to grab all of these. These are all getting destroyed. You take, of, you take it like when a kid picks up like a cell phone and you're like, no, no, let me take that yeah. from you, I'm kid. not super confident about most things, but I'm pretty confident that these are going to be destroyed right now by my mace. Uh, <laughs> right will scoop up the kid. Mm-hmm. and be like, nope, come along. We're going to go over to the cart where it's going to be safe. Those things might explode. 
as you're walking away towards the cart, the kid kind of like squirms and turns in your arms and doesn't break eye contact from watching Johannes crush the necklaces. What's going on? You good? You got to use the bathroom? <laughs> you should do that before we get on the road again. Sucks to stop when you got to use the bathroom. So about that jawbone. Oh, um. Is that thing evil too? I actually can't really tell. There's a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's evil. Let's destroy yeah. it. Here you go. Crunch. Crush smash. <laughs> All right. You crush the jawbone and you hear in the distance a <sighs> sound. As but nothing else. As the child turns to dust in my hands. <laughs> no! No, he, he farted. <laughs> <laughs> no, the kid is fine. The kid actually... Yeah, he's fine. He feels better now. As soon as, as, soon as the jawbone is crushed, the kid kind of calms down and just kind of plops down and starts fiddling with things inside the cart. Do you not need to use the bathroom? Like, because now is the time, is what I'm saying. The kid shakes his head. Okay. So Very well. Has the the magical aura sort of dispelled now? Yes, it did with the sound. Man, I don't know if that was going to turn him into an ogre or what, but I was not happy about that. <laughs> so you guys are all going to load up into the cart and get set up. You leave the odorous body of the ogre behind and begin, once you, once you guys are carefully kind of balancing the cart down the rest of the rocky outcropping, you begin traveling. Before we left, though, I stuffed some, like, I, I took a little, a little pinch of spores and stuffed it, like, into the mouth and nose of this dead ogre and sprinkled it on the body. Okay, Savra, queen of the Golgari. Um, you do that, and uh, you travel. He's making sure it's Down the mountain. Right. Hopefully towards Odra, as a figure in the distance watches you from the horizon. It's Moonsy. It's Odra. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's Odra, the town itself. It's the spirit of Odra. Hey, Rollers. Quid Pro Roll and everything that we do is really only able to be done because of people like you, especially our patrons at patreon.com slash goblinscrawlers. Particularly, right now, Craig Little, Breck O'Donnell, Brianna Beebe, Wolf Daddy 72 and Elizabeth Lee. Thank you so much. Your father used to drop my milk duds too, Fox. Stop reading my fan fiction out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Gross.